now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Also on board for today's virtual cruise through the latest aviation news and information, Captain Tom. That's right. Tom Mansker with us back after an extended leave. Uh, he, he, he wasn't deported. He wasn't in jail or anything. He was uh, expanding his aviation horizons by uh, doing some continuing education on the ground, I guess. Is that right, Tom? That's right. I went to, I was in Athens, Texas for the last, last uh, eight eight plus weeks i went to national rv training academy and i, I became an rv as a recreational vehicle yeah uh, technician and inspector wow okay so i uh, you know how that will apply to his uh you know uh enthusiasm enthusiasm for aviation remains to be seen but it'll come in handy i would imagine for sun and fun in oshkosh right Oh, I was going to say he'll he'll be probably the most pro- popular person in the campground at Oshkosh and yeah. Sun and Fun because he'll be there to fix everybody's problems on their RVs that yeah. have been sitting be, for six hey, Tom, months out of the year. Toilet's not working. What what, what, what do you do? <laughs> Actually, you know, it's funny you're saying that. When I was up on the way back, we stopped in Knoxville and Gatlinburg on the way back. Yeah, and there was a guy that had a, a, a semi new Tifton motor coach, you know, a, a high end high end motor coach, and right. he kept complaining about the after the back bathroom, he had this rotten egg smell, mm. uh, you know, coming out of his sink. That's called Mexican at lunchtime. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> but it turns out it was continuous. And so I wow. kept, he kept blaming the dog, but it wasn't the dog. <laughs> so anyway, he, he'd taken it to a couple RV uh, places. He took it back to Tifton in Alabama, and they couldn't fix it. So I went over and I tried. I said, oh, I can fix that in, in 10 minutes. Yeah. Because I'll bet you 100 hours you can't. I said, oh, yeah, I can. So I went to CVS. I got four pints of hydrogen peroxide, and I took out his pressure temperature uh, valve on top of his hot water heater. Yeah, took it out, put put those four pints of hydrogen peroxide in there for about a half hour, drained it out, and the smell went away. He gave he walks over to me, he hands me a fresh hundred dollar bill. Wow, my, my first money. So, <laughs> did you learn that in uh, some of your training that you did in the last month or so, or was that just uh, pure genius on your part? Combination of both. I okay. learned it from yeah. school, from the hot water and the hydrogen soft water. I used to, I used to be a science teacher in one of my former careers. So that that rotten egg smell is from hydrogen sulfite. So mm-hmm. uh, and I knew the hydrogen peroxide would neutralize it, and the, and the only place it can come from or originate from is your hot water heater or possibly your gray water or your you know some of your areas inside the RV. But I was pretty sure on this type of hot water heater that what it was, and so. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, it sounds good it enough to me. Great. I have no idea if that'd work or if that was total uh, BS, but uh, it sounds <laughs> like you know what you're talking about, and it evidently worked well enough to get you a $100 bill, so God bless you for it. But uh, it's glad to, I'm glad to have you along today, so thanks for joining us. Like I said, it's been a, a bit too long, but we've all been traveling uh, a lot the last week or so. Uh, Dennis, you just got back from a, a little adventure back home. 
to Minnesota, but you got to fly uh, like uh, like the rich folks. Is that right? That's right. I uh, actually cashed in a couple of uh, companion uh, certificate upgrades to first class. So I was able to take my wife and I up to Minnesota and with uh, confirmed first class seats both ways instead of relying on the upgrade list. So yeah. that was kind of nice. And uh, the problem and is, what, what? she doesn't want to go back to flying coach well, of ever course, again. Yes. There's <laughs> but that. I think we understood that. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is, uh, you know, when you, you get a little little taste of the high life like that it it is uh hard to go back into coach i actually i had the same thing happen except uh i'm not living as large as dennis i was only able to get myself a first class ticket back from uh, cincinnati last week and i i flew but I, i'll tell you you know it's nice i it was a short flight about an hour and a half not really worth it if you ask me to get all the perks say well, i didn't even get some free food where's my warm nuts I mean, it's lucky, they're lucky I didn't go off because I thought at least I'd get some, like, you know, heated nuts or something. I got nothing other than, you know, a free bag of chips and stuff that they, they give not only to first class but to everybody back in coach. I'm like, come on. All right. Sure enough, I got a little wider seat for my butt, but I'd like to have a little bit more stuff. I, I did turn down the free drinks. Did you take advantage of those, Dennis? Uh, there was no point with a three-hour flight and with my wife with uh that I wasn't, they don't have rum still on the plane. That's what's just been killing me. Delta what? doesn't serve rum. So it's like, I'm a, I'd rather have a rum and Coke. Uh, I'm not really interested in whiskey and, yeah. you know, and a beer. Well, and, I don't know. Not, and especially not in the morning yeah. flight. I mean, come on, 6 a.m. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, it's five o'clock somewhere, you know, yeah, I guess. Yeah, no. But, uh, but I was with you. I didn't, I didn't take advantage of that either. But uh, one thing that stood out. I mean, it's always nice if you can afford it to get the upgrade and get spoiled a little bit. But, man, getting to the airport, uh, both, uh, well, especially in Orlando, uh, when I uh, checked into my flight, you know, leaving and coming home, I couldn't believe the amount of people that I saw. I was like, holy crap. I have not seen the airport this crowded in a couple years. And uh, I believe we are setting records in Florida right now from what I hear. But is that what you experienced uh, as well or what? I would say it was very much the same thing. When we got off the plane in Minneapolis, uh, I commented to my wife that it's like, I think the uh, I think the pandemic's over because we are back to crazy busy. You know, the yeah. concourses are packed. Lines are out the bathroom doors. People right. are bumping into each other. No everywhere. seats available unless you're you able to, to try to sit down and Scott wait Club. for your flight. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, uh yeah, I mean, we're back. I mean, and that's good. But it, I'll tell you, you know, leaving was one thing. But when I came came back after flying first class, you know, I was it was kind of late in the uh, late in the day, and I was like, okay, it'll be a nice leisurely stroll through the airport and through baggage claim and stuff. And I get get out of the gate and and I or you know out of the uh, gangway there, and I, it opens up and I see thousands of people. <laughs> I'm like, oh my a god! A gangway? What are you on a cruise ship? It is a jetway, Greg. That's, Come on. Well, okay. You know, one can dream that I was coming off a cruise, but no, yeah, you know what I mean. One of those long. This had to call you out on it. Come on. Sure, sure. All right. So the jetway, but uh, but yeah, there was way too many people in <laughs> terminal in Orlando. I mean, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really have a problem with it overall, but I was like, golly, where'd all these people coming from? Jeez. And uh, like you said, nobody's wearing any masks in Florida. Ah, that was much. heavenly. Well, yeah. nobody was wearing any masks anywhere. Now that the restrictions have been lifted, 
we didn't have to wear it on the flight. And right. you know how refreshing that is to walk the aisles of, I can uh, of the concourses? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it, it, it feels good. Uh, but I think we're definitely back. And, you know, the downside of that is if you don't have, uh, you know, first class tickets or, you know, now's the time you you might want to con- seriously consider, you know, uh, trying to get that upgrade for the for the Sky Club or or uh, seeing if you can use points to get upgraded or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Because, yeah, there, there's lots of people to deal with. Go out and invest in that uh, airline branded card, the one that gives you the uh, Sky Club access or whatever, or American right. Express with their Criterion Clubs. If you're at a larger airport that's got that, but yeah, the the uh, the solitude you can get from that versus uh, having to deal with no seating available around your gate. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's not as good as flying yourself and going no, on your own <laughs> schedule. That's for sure. But I. I- commented to my wife many times as we were waiting in line of security you know this is the nice part about having our own plane we could have just gone out of the garage and bypassed all of this right but you know yeah and just i guess one more uh you know shout out if you haven't done it go get global entry oh my gosh just having tsa pre when you're flying domestic is a godsend uh but uh, the international you know kick is only 25 bucks more Fly outside the country. Maybe you haven't been doing that the last couple of years, but maybe you might want to do that now if you don't already have it. Well, worth the investment, even though you were on uh, the list for TSA pre and you still had a had a good long wait. Is that right? Yeah, that's uh, too many people going to Minneapolis. All right, but it was still shorter than the rest of the world. So correct. Take it for what it's worth. All right, we're going to dive a little deeper into the latest aviation news and information next, right here. Stay close to Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Dares approach the great and powerful Roz. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Smilings! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Silence! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great! But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. 
go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Not my color or my style. I've always preferred flying a G4. Will she fly? She'll fly. Let's load her up and bring our friends home, shall we? She flies, flies. She flies. This is Just Plain Radio. Gregor, co-pilot, that's me, along Captain Dennis and Tom, uh, helping us out today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. All right, we're kind of focused on commercial flights right now because, uh, well, I don't know, Just it was just one of those weeks where Dennis and I uh, had to uh, succumb to traveling with the masses, and we made the best of it. You know, we got to fly first class. I got in the Sky Club and got my free cookies and, and coffee and stuff. So that made things a little less stressful. But uh, there's been some other incidents going on that we need to navigate through. Uh, that might help you. may just make you a little bit more knowledgeable as an aviation enthusiast. And those include what, Dennis? Well, this one I thought is kind of interesting just because, you know, we uh, like to fly on airplanes, but the airlines are having problems with pilot shortages. And they're actually looking at getting rid of the airplanes and instead using buses on some short hops. So how would you like that? You book in your airline flight, but instead they're throwing you onto a 35-seat bus with leather seats and Wi-Fi. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, No? No. But what they're looking at is places like Philadelphia. You know, if you're going to fly from Philly to Boston, um, places like that, where, you know, it's a 90-minute drive it's probably the same speed as by the time they get and load up an airplane, fly it in and deal with all the headaches and TSA checks. And the nice part is it's all handled continuous. So you check your bag, they throw it on the bus, it goes mm-hmm. through, it gets checked through. Uh, they've been doing that here in Minnesota. Uh, several of the airlines have been doing that to smaller cities around Minneapolis to funnel passengers in from places like Mankato and St. Cloud and things like that, where it's just not practical to fly a jet when it's an hour, you know, an hour or so car ride into the airport and the for the passengers it's just convenient you just check in at the airport leave your car in the parking lot for next to nothing and hop on the bus and let them take you to the big airport well maybe i mean if you do it in advance but you know some of the people uh didn't they get just bumped when they yep. said we're gonna <laughs> hey you're gonna change your, your itinerary is, uh, right here yeah. hop in this uh this big old prevost bus right don't worry tom just took care of it for you he's he's an approved uh, mechanic on a diesel bus you're right. good yeah, I mean, you constantly get these emails, especially if you book your airline tickets far in advance. They're always adjusting the schedules, you know, by a few minutes here, a few minutes there, and you'll get this email like, hey, there's been a change in your itinerary. But if it actually, if you looked at the fine print and then realized like, hey, my flight from, you know, Orlando to Sanford or, or to West Palm Beach is going to be on a bus, <laughs> I would be a little annoyed, I think. But uh but yeah, I don't know. They they got to do what they got to do, and they're trying to make the best of it because of the pilot sh- shortage and the you know lack of uh, staff to man those uh, small hops. I guess is that it? 
Yeah, something along that line. I mean, we've seen that here in, in the Fort Myers area. Uh, Allegiant has had a number of flight cancellations that they've been canceling flights, you know, like a month in advance because they don't have the staff to work the airport to handle the flights. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they may have the pilots, but they also need the gate people, the baggage handlers, all of that type of stuff. And they're they're having a hard time staffing for for those flights. So they opted to just cancel them entirely and reaccommodate people as needed. Uh, but still very frustrating when you're trying to make your plans. You know, sure. you have to buy those tickets weeks in advance and then to find out your flight's canceled. Yeah. Well, if, if the fix for that's a bus ride across the uh, Alligator Alley from Miami or to Miami to catch a flight that maybe is better booked, that may be a solution. So, Tom, you're a former, uh, you know, uh, flight captain for a big commercial airline. Uh, did you get any of those kind of complaints where they change itinerary and then get on the plane and go, hey, Captain, can I get a free drink or something? Because they just changed my itinerary. Does that make that up to the captain for those kind of complaints? Did you get any of that in your career or no? Nah, they're going to get past my the the purser or the head steward he usually doesn't reach the cockpit level okay so you didn't experience any of that and they're good at handling those kind of complaints i would imagine right yeah if, we, if we're going to change our itinerary especially like on my airplane the triple seven if my flights especially like to hong kong or tel aviv shanghai or, or beijing or something like that they usually don't get canceled they're right they're a must-go flight so, it, it's hard uh, to cancel one of those and then put the people on a bus so yeah try to get a bus over to hong kong it's, maybe it's a pretty boat tough. maybe a boat i don't <laughs> yeah, know log, yeah slow boat to china yeah right okay fair enough well just be uh, aware that they're doing that in certain parts of the country and and if uh you book an airline ticket and have a short hop uh you know make sure you watch those change of itinerary emails and make sure it doesn't include a bus you know in your travel plans because yeah that that would be annoying I mean, if you book it in advance and you know they're going to do that, eh, I guess, you know, you could plan accordingly and decide if that uh, that works for you. But, boy, that would be annoying to find out after the fact. So they, this is uh, one of those things that's in flux, right, Dennis? Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more of it. You know, just watch, the, watch your tickets uh, in advance and see if they're changing your equipment from Embraer to Gulf or uh, Greyhound, you know. Yeah. Uh, that, that'll be probably your first clue, but. You know, if that's what it takes right now to navigate this shortage of pilots, slots, uh, equipment, whatever, um, you know, this this may make a lot of sense. And I guess you could go with maybe more environmentally friendly, too, that the Greyhound probably is going to use a lot less gas than a regional jet will for a 30-minute well, flight. You look at the gas prices <laughs> and you figure in traffic on top of everything else. Well, have you I looked at know. the Jet A prices lately? Well, They've yeah, been matching diesel. Right. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that ain't good either. Right know. now, Hunter Lowled's actually cheaper than Jet A, which is probably a first in general aviation. Yeah, what's up with that? We're going to have to dive uh, into that a little deeper, find out what's going on maybe in the next week or so, and see if we can figure out why that is happening. But uh, it's not good uh, overall, for sure. But uh, let's just keep focusing on some other commercial uh, you know, stories that we have. Uh, what else is there? Was some, or we well, got at least two a- or three. Don't we? Yeah. Well, there was a catastrophe on a recent uh, United Airlines flight. Uh, a passenger had brought their cat in the carry-on, and yeah. apparently it got loose and got, as they described it, bitey and scratchy. So, huh. you know, just what you're looking forward to on your airplane. You know, it's enough to have the, the people that were, uh, you know, fighting with the stewardesses and things like that. And now all of a sudden we've got to worry about cats running loose. And Yeah. Well, what's, what's up with that? I mean, uh, Tom, you know this as a uh, captain. 
Yeah, they're not allowed. You're not allowed to take your pet out of its carrier if you're on an airplane like that, are you? Isn't that against some FAA rule or something, or no? Or what's the story with that? Do we know? Actually, no, you're not allowed to. But that doesn't keep people from doing it. Exactly, because it's their comfort animal most of the time. Ah, That's right. They they try to test the uh, system all the time and take it out until one of us catches it. Right. Otherwise, we we have to be running out, you know, back and forth, back and forth, constantly observing, you know, the animals. We already observed the passengers. Now we got to observe the animals, make sure they're in their carriers. Yes. And most of the time, we'll tell them once, twice. By the third time, then we usually notify the cockpit and the captain gets involved with that. Well, there you go there. And by the way, if you're concerned that uh, Thomas changed sex uh, mid interview, <laughs> that's his better half uh, jumping in there. You know, not that we judge if he decided to do that, that we would just roll with it. But uh, God bless her for helping us out in that little uh, segment. More coming up. Stay close to just plain radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I don't really need or want anything. I mean, my life is pretty chaotic i have five kids you know and i have friends that love stuff i have a friend who has a drawer of watches i have another friend who has five cars whenever i'm with these people i realize i'm just simple all i need is a nice bed and a private jet yeah (laughs) now i have the bed all i need is the jet and it could be a used jet i'm not a snob you know i mean i don't want a prop plane i'm not trash This is the world's first radio show devoted to aviation. Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot. That is me along with Captain Dennis and our special passenger helping us out. Captain Tom is with us. Mansker is uh, is the guy. He's a former commercial pilot. His wife is still, she's still employed, right? She's still, she didn't require, uh, retire yet, did she, Tom? 
Yep. She's still employed. She's, she's still going to make the money to pay for that Hunter Lowled. Oh, exactly. There you go. And, uh, you know, finances, RV training. <laughs> but, right. uh, but when it comes to, you know, you know, pets and, in your uh in in in, you, in these aircraft uh yeah i mean the cat got out created this catastrophe on board uh united jet last week that sounds like a mess i mean uh you know snakes on the plane you've seen the movie the whole thing that that's a little bit far-fetched but cats and little dogs and things i get yeah they use the comfort animal thing to let them out so they're allowed to hold them on their uh on their lap like that do you know tom is that the case are they allowed to do that or they're not supposed to and they do it anyway i mean yeah i mean i'm thinking they're not supposed to but they do it anyway yeah all right well you know my advice is keep your cat in the carrier for christ keep the cat in the bag yes (laughs) or keep your cat at home well, there's well, but they need their comfort animal. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I saw, you know, I was, I was born a plane a couple years ago and there was a lady waiting to get on the plane and she had her, her cat with her and she had it out. It was a, one of those big fluffy Persian kind of monster cat. I mean, it was a pretty big cat. I was like, what the heck is that? And she was holding it, waiting to get on the plane. And they were telling her like, Hey, uh, you, you can't, uh, you can't bring your cat on the plane. Uh, and you definitely got to have it in the carrier on top of that. And, and they got to put the carrier down below. And she was freaking out. And, uh, you know, she didn't have the special designation of having the cat as her comfort animal. But, I mean, she literally started screaming. She goes, you are going to kill my cat. You know, I can't do that. And, you know, I, I don't think she ended up getting on the plane. I, she started flipping out. And, uh, but I was like, what, why would you do that? I don't know why you'd want to bring your cat on a plane like that anyway, unless, unless you absolutely had no choice, which I understand, you know, that kind of thing. But she had not paid for a ticket. I think she felt she could just stuff it under the, under the seat and, uh, bring it along as, you know, uh, excess baggage or something. And, uh, it wasn't going over well. So I don't know. People are crazy with their pets. And I, I understand that part of it, but man, if you do bring them on board, just remember, just like your kids, no one likes all your pets either. <laughs> they probably like your pets better than your kids, but that's a whole different thing, you know? So uh, you got to keep them in check. You with me on that, Dennis, or what? Yeah, unfortunately I am. Uh, we had a couple of cats actually on our flight, but they yeah. were well-behaved in their cat carriers under the seat in front of them. So yeah. They were really, you didn't even know they were there until we got off the plane. You heard a little meowing when the, uh, when the engine stopped. Right. Running. Yeah. And the little dogs and things like that. I, I honestly, I don't have a problem as long as you do it right, but don't take them out and run the risk of them getting loose like they did on that flight. That's just nuts. Last summer in Philadelphia on U.S. air flight, uh, somebody had a, a pet monkey that got out. What? I was running through the cabin. Do you remember that story? No, I don't remember that. Somehow I missed that one. Yeah. One that didn't think U.S. air was still around. So well, I'm guessing before, that was yeah, with American. American. Was, uh, oh, yeah. I should say American, oh, okay. but uh, it was out of Philadelphia. I'm still thinking of the old U.S. sub hub there, but uh, it was American. They had the pet monkey get out and running through the cabin, and people were screaming, and it was, it was funny. <laughs> well, hopefully, it wasn't flinging poo, you know? Well, hey, <laughs> no. uh, that would have made a very memorable flight, for sure. <laughs> well, speaking of memorable flights, how about this one? Uh, uh-huh. The uh, the folks that uh, had planned on a uh, nice Mexican wedding and because of uh, the COVID pandemic, you know, kind of disrupting all their plans, they finally got tired of waiting for that Mexico uh, wedding dream of theirs. Yeah. And instead put on their wedding garb, hopped on a Southwest flight to Las Vegas. 
Okay. And even then they didn't want to wait. Uh, you know, flights were canceled and delayed and rebooked. And so they hopped on a, a, a connect a different connecting flight and talked to the flight attendants and the, uh, the crew. And lo and behold, they actually turned the airplane cabin into a chapel in the sky and actually got married on the climb. Wow. So the, now, the, uh, the decorating was high class. I mean, we're talking toilet paper streamers and a little <laughs> altar made up at the front. I mean, this is this is top notch. You got to be really serious if you need to go to this extreme. Wow, I'm hip. Or yeah, that's, uh, so you know, Southwest known for having flight attendants that are uh, you know quite entertaining at times. So I'm guessing they they heard about this and just jumped all over it and said, "Hey, we can do this. Yeah, this will be fun." And that's yeah, what I happened. mean. Even the passengers got involved because they turned on their passenger or the flight attendant call buttons you know they turn the little light on in the overheads yeah so they did that to light the aisle for the bride to walk up and the right. whole ball well I mean, the captain it, it, can uh, marry him legally can he uh can the do, uh, captain he, do that on an aircraft he could have uh but they already had the minister with them so mm-hmm. they just they had him do the ceremony right there in the middle of the aisle at the front of the airplane by the galley and here we go so you know we go from mile high club to a seven mile high wedding i'm not sure where this all shakes out well the wedding they, was first and then they are we the sure nowadays <laughs> you ever have that request when you're flying as the captain of the aircraft and say hey we'd like to uh officiate our wedding in the sky has yeah. that ever happened to you I, tom yeah well I've, they've asked me to do a wedding one time we we're going from la to uh to Houston, when my former airline were, were Continental Airlines, and somebody asked if if I could do uh, do the uh, the ceremony to unite them, but turns out we were talking about it, and we got permission to do it from operations. But it was so bumpy on that flight that day that you know you couldn't even stand up. So we kind of held off until we got the use, and then they did it officially. But I was asked to do it. And we were all set to do it, but the the weather didn't cooperate between. Uh, california and houston that day so we well, held there's your that. sign right uh-huh, yeah, exactly. like, take the hint lady <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what, what about the uh, mile high club you ever caught any of your passengers uh, partaking in that activity or would you care not to comment well i can't comment but my wife being right here being an international flight attendant she can tell you how many stories can you tell about the mile high club yeah well you know, it's very dark at night when you're coming back from Las Vegas. Right. You find a lot of personal clothing in bathrooms and under oh, seats. Oh, boy. Tucked in seats. And you go and do your walkthrough through the end of the night and you look and you're like, you're picking up people's bras and underwear and everything <laughs> else that they disrobed and forgot about it. I guess in the excitement or the fact that they were trying to be sneaky about it. But yeah, mostly people like to use the blankets. They like to cover up. Ah, so they just uh, they don't even go into the restroom. They just no, uh, no. They now they're getting lazy about going in the restroom. So now they just stay in the seats and use a blanket. Okay. Oh, that well, would be why they took the blankets away now on the flights. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm not going to be using those anytime soon. Now that's for sure. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I don't rec- I recommend bringing your own blankets. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I I figured there's quite a few of those stories. But, uh, yeah, people are getting lazy. They're not even t- making the effort to go to the restroom anymore. Uh, we can create a tent right here. What do you say, honey? <laughs> Welcome to the club. Oh, boy. We'll try to navigate uh, back to our proper course here next on uh, Just Plain Radio. We got some uh, news on a, well, on the last 747 being delivered or next to the last. Plus, 
there's some skydivers that dropped down in the Capitol uh, without the proper notice and created an issue for uh, Congress. That's next. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Now go, fly, be free. Time for me to fly. I want to set myself free. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and Tom, helping us out as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. All right, 747s are still being delivered, but we're down to the final, what, final four? Or what is it, I think, Dennis? Yeah, it's the final four at this point. Yeah. Um, UPS just took delivery of their last new 747-800 freighter. So that's leaving only four more to go, and those are all four going to, I believe, to Atlas, uh, which is a large cargo carrier. Okay. So it's the end of the era for the Queen of the Skies, and I still need to try to find some way to get a ride on one. And I think right now, Lufthansa is, I think, the only uh, carrier that's got them in regular service. So hopefully I can find a way to get uh, from here in Florida to somewhere in Germany on a 747. What is the closest uh, comparable aircraft that's currently uh being put out is the 787 well that's way bigger isn't it no, no the 787 777 are all smaller they're all twin oh, engine okay uh, so the only thing that's bigger is the a380 and oh, even that right. has been you know is out of production now and has been kicked out of a uh, majority of the airline fleets i think there's only one or two carriers uh, and they might be uh, uh gulf carriers that have uh, put them back into service British Airways, I think, might be uh, bringing back a few A380s, but they retired their 747s as well. Hmm. Well, I so. don't know. I mean, uh, uh, Tom, I got to ask, uh, you were flying 777s, right? That's yeah. correct. So were you ever tempted to go to a, a bigger plane uh, in no, your career? I, I had the opportunity really? to go to a 74, but it was it was like going back three generations of aircraft. I mean, it was old right. technology. Or the triple seven and the seven eighty seven are new technology, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the the. I mean, I just enjoyed the triple seven. I had the opportunity to go to seven four when we merged with another airline, but the triple seven was, in my eyes, was just the best airplane ever that the Boeing made. It was a it's a pilot's airplane. You could fill it up with fuel, passengers, cargo, and fly for eighteen hours nonstop across the uh, Pacific, across Russia, and over to Hong Kong, and yeah. nonstop. It was just a great airplane. So. Uh, you know, I had the opportunity, like I said, but I just stuck with the triple seven. But with that being said, the triple seven with the extended version and the freight version of it, that, that can carry a lot of cargo and it's yeah. a lot more efficient than the seven four with four motors. So the triple seven load up with cargo, uh, and stretching it a little bit more to 300 series, it can carry uh, a lot of cargo. It, it's a good airplane still, uh, FedEx is ordering more of those, uh, UPS is going to be ordering them, uh, 
the triple seven will be the next big freighter that everybody's going to be using. Got it. But as far as the, it was the like the avionics that uh, you were benefiting from in the seven 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 over a seven forty seven, like you wouldn't want to go back just because of that. That technology yeah, be like would be old from, school type stuff. Yeah, it was like yeah. going back from a digital EFIS back to round dial right. uh, on our R seven four. So I didn't yeah. I didn't want to go back to technology. Plus the reliability of the triple seven. I mean, we never had to shut down engines on that thing would just get up and go. It never broke. Lots of redundancy. It was a great airplane. Well, what and about so, one of those big monsters like a three eighty? Was that ever even on your radar or you got out before they started running those? Well three eighty the company I flew for, we never had 380s. Uh, yeah. There was no American carrier that ever had uh, the Airbus A380. Plus, if, if it wasn't Boeing, I wasn't going. Okay. All right. Well, he's, we know what team he belongs to. All right. Yep. That's fine. That is fine. All right. Well, what else do we have uh, today, Dennis? Well, we uh, we have an apology from the FAA for some mayhem that they uh, they caused. So apparently the FAA was supposed to notify the authorities in Washington, D.C. about a U.S. Army Golden Knights demonstration that was being done before a Washington Nationals game. Okay, but uh, they kind of forgot to pass the message on to the Capitol Police, mm. and instead they got a little nervous and panicky when a twin otter was climbing out over the Capitol and skydivers jumping out of it. They yeah. thought this was, you know, a, some Russian invasion or something oh, going on. Uh, they quickly had to evacuate the Capitol, and oh boy. So quite a bit of mayhem. Of course, you know, the FAA's got a little egg on their face, but, you know, it's the FAA. So what are they going to do? Punish themselves? Probably right. not. I don't think so. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they had to evacuate Congress, that whole thing. I think yep. I saw it, that on the news, too. Yeah. And uh, when, when it was happening and they, they they quickly resolved it. But it was one of those moments where somebody's probably watching TV going, no, you think? Oh, absolutely. Somebody's, you know, hey, uh, good thing I got a government job because I might not have a job next. (laughs) Right. And and nobody's admitted being the person. Uh, No, but the FAA's accepted responsibility. They forgot to, you know, go through the channels, but they didn't say who in the FAA. So there we go. As it happens. All right. Well, there's that. And then uh, we got something else that uh, might make our passengers a little bit more informed this week. What is it? Well, there's been a video circulating around the internet the last uh, couple weeks here about a very unfortunate collision between a Tesla and a Cirrus Vision jet. Hmm. So, folks, if you have one of these fancy smart cars that can drive itself when you push the button on the remote and bring itself up to you, you might want to be aware of your surroundings because apparently that's what happened here. Somebody summoned their Tesla to be cool. And instead, it drove kind of in slow motion into the tail of a Cirrus jet on the ramp at the airport and spun it about 90 degrees around. Yeah. They're not supposed to do that. I don't know what that's going to cost, but I'm guessing that uh, Elon Musk is probably buying himself a new Cirrus jet right now because I'm sure that the insurance company is going to go back and say, well, how come with all of this technology and detections and you managed to run into an airplane when you were summoned? So, yeah, there's there's probably going to be some back and forth on that whole thing. But, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, the driver was the idiot for summoning his car on the runway. You know? Well, yeah, it sounds like it. But but they are supposed to recognize obstacles. It shouldn't matter if it's an airplane or not. You think it was just maybe too high or something? I think so. I mean, the tail of the plane's about four feet above the ground, so it's probably not in the sensor's field of view. And so yeah. it did catch it with, like, the roof of the uh, of the car. But still... 
that that could be a very expensive mistake depending on uh, what what they find when they go into the tail cone and look and see if there's any damaged composite or anything to the landing gear from being moved so abruptly like that right yeah i mean i guess uh you know as far as the car is concerned it's not looking out to uh you know navigate under stuff necessarily too much they're not usually focused on that uh side of the or that you know the top of the car as much as the sides the fronts and everything else so i guess i can understand uh that potential bug if you want to fly you know around <laughs> tesla's operating they just another sensor sounds like it needs to be put in place you think or or the sensor needs to be aimed a little higher because i gotta imagine you know people have got you know overhanging balconies and things like that that you know potentially could be lower that the car could wind up going into so yeah, here's another yeah. opportunity to improve the product. Well, Oops. maybe. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty remarkable. I actually drove in one of those uh, driverless taxis in uh, Vegas, and I was shocked because they they show the what is it the lidar uh, that it, that the car sees the and it creates a 3D image of of what the car sees in front of it, and it, it's like constantly updating. You see it like you know popping up. Uh, construction cones and stuff like that i don't know if it would i mean it looked like you know like real life so why wouldn't that see a plane it would show up like hey there's an obstacle there uh and it i mean uh, when i was watching the screen i mean it was painting out uh pictures of you know uh, traffic lights and people and everything else i i can't believe it wouldn't have seen an airplane but obviously if the sensor was uh aimed a little too low maybe maybe so but it's amazing technology so hopefully that I, I don't want to see that particular incident, you know, put a put the kibosh on them uh, making these things work better. They just got to figure airplanes into the mix, right? Yeah, just do a better job of sensing the environment, make the bubble a little bit bigger that they're looking to protect. Yeah, and they're going to have to have that technology on all the drones and air taxis that they're planning to launch too. So that that technology has to be out there. It just sounds like the car thing. And the, the the plane thing needs to have some kind of common, you know, just to be aware of each other. <laughs> I agree. All right. I and agree, too. There we go. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up till next time. Remember, there is no better high than learning to learning fly. Bye. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.